0: Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is part three of the 12 podcast of Christmas. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. We are getting so close to Christmas, right guys? And so along with that, we came up with this cool and cute little idea to have the 12 podcast of Christmas. So if you haven't checked out the first two, we talked about joy and we've talked about angels. And so I'm really trying to push myself in this regards. And I'm sorry for not uploading a little bit sooner because I really had to work on this one, guys. I really did. I had to give a lot of effort into what we're going to talk about bells. All right. We're going to talk about bells today because I'm thinking of different words, things that happen through the Christmas holiday season. And we have like jingle bells, Christmas bells. We have a lot of songs that talk about bells, right? And so the whole concept was like, Well, what does that have to do with what the Bible says about Christmas or bells in the Bible, et cetera, et cetera? Well, let me give you some just general information, and then I'm going to give you my take on bells regarding this Christmas. All right, let's look at the tradition of Christmas bells, all right? So stay with me for a second. I'm going to read this page, okay, that gives you some broad sweeping generalities or some information in history about Christmas bells. Bells, especially church bells, have traditionally been associated with Christmas for a long time. In the Anglican and Catholic churches, the church day starts at sunset. So any service after that is the first service of the day. So a service on Christmas Eve after sunset is traditionally the first service of Christmas day. In churches that have a bell or bells, they are often rung to signal the start of this service. In some churches in the UK, it is traditional that the largest bell in the church is rung four times in the hour before midnight, and then at midnight, all the bells are rung in celebration. And so we have this in America, right? We still have churches, even to this day, that have large bells that ring and et cetera, et cetera. In the Catholic Church, Christmas and Easter are the only times that Mass is allowed to be held at midnight. It's traditional that at both midnight Masses, the church and altar bells, too, in many cases, are rung while the priest says the Gloria uh, in a Chelsea's Deo. Having a Mass at midnight at Christmas dates back to the early church when it was believed that Jesus was born at midnight, although there has never been any proof of this. A lot of churches have midnight services on Christmas Eve, although not every church will have a Mass or communion as part of the service. In many Catholic countries, such as France, Spain, and Italy, the midnight Mass service is very important and everyone tries to go to a service. In Victorian times, it was very fashionable to go to carol singing with small handbells to play the tune of the carol. Sometimes there would only be the bells and no singing. Handbell singing is still popular today. Perhaps the most famous bells at Christmas now are the ones in the song Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. bells, That song right there? Okay. All right. However, the song was first called One Horse Open Sleigh and was originally published in the USA in September 1857 as a Thanksgiving song and not a Christmas one. So that song, Jingle Bells, was not intended to be a Christmas song. But it soon became associated with Christmas because of the snowy lyrics, and many choirs were singing it at Christmas in the 1860s and 1870s. It was recorded in 1889. Often only the first verse and chorus are now sung. The other verses are about driving the one-horse open sleigh rather fast and crashing it. Jingle Bells was also the first song to be broadcast from space in December 1965 when the astronauts Tom Stafford and Wally Shearer said they had spotted a sleigh in space then took out a harmonica and sleigh bells which they had smuggled onto the Gemini 6 spacecraft and played and sang the song to mission control. Jingle Bells was written by James Lord Pierpont. 1822 to 1893 is when his life was, and the original version has some slightly different words and a slightly different tune for the chorus than are used today. There is some debate as to where it was written. Some people claim it was written in 1850 Medford, Massachusetts, while others people or other people claim it was written near 1875 when James Lord Pierpont lived in Savannah, Georgia. So there you go. Just a little bit information about the tradition of Christmas bells lemme give you just a little bit more of the song jingle bells let's sing it together come on we're having fun it's the 12 podcast of christmas come on everybody All right. So anyway, uh, with that in mind, I began to think of what, it, what what is the purpose or bells in the Bible? And so I Googled, I searched Bible Gateway, began to look at where bells take place or where we see bells in the Bible. And guess what? There's really not a lot of places. And there's really only one particular instance or one verse, two verses where bells uh, and specifically one or two that have significance. And here's the primary one. Exodus 28 verse 31 to 35, I'm reading out of the Amplified and it says, and you shall make the robe of the ephod all of blue. There shall be an opening at its top in the center for the head with a binding of woven work around the opening, like the opening in a coat of armor so that it will not tear or fray. You shall make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet fabric all around its hem with gold bells. There we go. Between them. All right. The gold bells, a golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate all around the bottom hem of the robe. Aaron shall wear the robe when he ministers and it shall, and its sound shall be heard when he goes alone into the holy place before the Lord. And when he comes out so that he will not die there. So basically the only time we see bells in the Bible is in reference to this robe that the priests would wear into the holy place, as that they would go in there. So they had this ornamented robe that they would put on and wear to the holy place. And there's some discrepancies because, anyway, I'm not going to totally get into that, but clearly the scripture says that they would uh, wear this as, uh, so let me just read it again Aaron shall wear the robe where he ministers, and its sound shall be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord and when he comes out so that he will not die there. So basically, it's a robe. It's a robe, fancy robe. It's got bells on it. And as he goes into the holy place, into the presence of God, you will hear those bells. And then when he comes out of the holy place, you will hear the bells as well. So there's not a lot of meat on the bone there, maybe in one sense, but I do want to give you some thoughts that I think are very, very powerful. And I'm not trying to get outside of Bible. And I referenced a scholar, a local scholar here, to my thoughts, and he felt comfortable with what I'm going to say on this part 312 podcast of Christmas in regards to bells, all right? So here's what I want to tell you today. I think this is cool. I think this will encourage you, with encourage you. all right? Still with me? All right, here's the first thing I want to say to you today, is that we were destined to make a sound. All right, think about a bell for a second. You know, a bell is a very interesting instrument. and I mean, it, it's a very distinct sound. It's it makes a large sound. It's a a resonant sound. I mean, it's a big sound. We think of, again, church bells. Think of that church bell. I've, I've heard of them in other towns, places. That church will have that bell on top of the building. And when it rings, man, you can hear it from really far away. It's a loud instrument. We have, you know, the Liberty Bell, right? We have these bells and it's a very powerful instrument. And for me, I'm a guitar player. So if I sat down and played, started strumming away on my guitar and someone came in and they started ringing bells It's just a different, powerful sound that really has a cutting, distinct sound. It would overpower and be more evident and known than my guitar in terms of of sound. So bells are powerful. And where do we hear bells so frequently this Christmas season? Well, the one place that we hear them is Walmart or, okay, Walmart and other places. But who do we hear ringing a bell? Mostly this time of year, the Christmas season is that's all right. Salvation Army, right? All those bell ringers that are standing outside the door. And so the moment you get out of your car, as you walk into Walmart or whatever store that might be, man, you hear those bell ringers, making that distinct sound that a bell makes. All right. So as I set that up, I want to just give you four thoughts regarding bells this Christmas season and how it speaks to us as believers. Here's the first thing is number one is that I believe that we were destined to make a sound, okay? Does that sound cool? Hopefully you'll catch this. But as a church, as followers of Jesus, as the church, we were destined to make a sound, a sound that would resonate the presence and the goodness of God to this planet, to this earth, and to other people, that we, in a sense, would be a ringing bell, that we would be a bell that exemplifies and lets the presence of God come out of us to be heard and to be seen by the world. We were destined to make a sound. We were destined to go in the presence of God and out of the presence of God. That's the one thing that really caught my attention and the one thing that I love in terms of the priest going, wearing this robe that had bells. Those bells would make a sound as he went in and a sound as they went out. You know, we as a church, we are supposed to make a sound as we go into the presence of God. And after we meet with God and be in his presence, we're supposed to come out with that beautiful sound as well. Amen. We were destined to make a sound so that the world could hear about the presence and about the goodness of God and specifically salvation that is found through Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. All right, if you're listening. All right. We were destined to make a sound. We were destined to be bells, ringing bells, bells that that, that are like that huge church top bell that when we ring uh, our, our 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 bell, if you will, that the presence of God is heard and seen throughout our cities and throughout our towns. Amen. We were destined to make a sound. Number two, that sound can become dull based on our actions. All right. Now, That's really what I just read in Exodus 28 is one of two places where the Bible talks about bells. The other one was just in terms of a horse and the piece that went around the horse that would have bells on it as well. But um, the referenced word or a correlating type word in terms of bells uh, was like symbols and crashing symbols and things like that in terms of the Bible. And I stumbled across this verse and You've heard it before, maybe in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, it says, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others, growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging symbol, just an annoying distraction. Okay, here's confession. Now, my church, we give every month, my local church here called Grace Point, Grace Point. This is Grace Point Daily Podcast. Well, this church, we give to the Salvation Army every single month. We participate. We help. We give financially. But how many of you would admit and confess this along with me? Is that sometimes that Salvation Army bell? You know, we it begin. We begin to ignore it. We become dull to the sound of that bell. Oh, there's the guy ringing the bell again. We bypass it. We, it. It becomes so ordinary that it doesn't really move us or capture our attention really much anymore. And so here we are, we're followers of Jesus that are destined to make a sound, a sound that would proclaim, that would resound the presence and the goodness of God, the salvation that's found in Jesus Christ through our lives, our actions and our words, all those kind of things. Well, guess what? Sometimes that sound can be become dull based on our actions. And this is what this verse says, is that if I speak, but I don't have love, Then guess what? I'm just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. So, guess what? Sometimes bells are really cool. They sound really cool. The bell choir that I referenced in that article I just read just a second ago, that bells can just be really fun and a good sounding instrument. But guess what? Then they they can be annoying too, right? If someone came right up to you with a cymbal, Like We use symbols in worship all the time. They're great. They create dynamics and beautiful sound and all these kind of things. But if I just walk up to a set of drums and just start smashing the cymbals, man, that's an annoying sound. Here's what I'm trying to say, is that we're destined to make a sound, a beautiful sound that resembles and proclaims the presence of the Lord to other people. But sometimes because of our actions, because of how we treat people and the life that we live, we have become a dull sound to the world that we are that, that annoying person, just as scripture said, that, that we're just annoying distraction, that no one is drawn to the presence of God through our lives. And it's not because of what we say, it's because of what we do, it's because of the actions. So I wanna encourage you this holiday season that you're a bell, you're a Jesus bell that's supposed to ring out and proclaim the presence of God, but that presence is exemplified through our words and through our actions. And I don't wanna become this dull bell. I don't want to become this noisy gong or this clanging cymbal that's just an annoying distraction, but rather that my life and my words and my ringing bell draws people to the presence of God. All right, does that make sense? Here's the third one that sound should draw us into the presence of God and take us out to reveal what we have encountered in the presence of the Lord. So again, in this particular verse, I'll read it one more time. Exodus 28, that last verse 35. Aaron shall wear the robe when he ministers and its sound shall be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord and when he comes out so that he will not die there. So listen, I'm trying to put all the pieces together here, connect all the dots, if you will, we were destined to make a sound. I've said that a bunch of times, I know, but we're destined to make this beautiful sound that resounds the presence of the Lord to this world about the presence and the goodness and the salvation of our God. And if we are living out those words and those actions, rather than becoming dull and annoying, people are drawn into the presence of the Lord. And that sound should draw us into the presence of the Lord. And That sound that we make is this Jesus bell, if you will, should be a beautiful sound that draws people into the presence of the Lord, that we're drawn into the presence of God. But guess what? we're supposed to go into the presence of God and we're supposed to come out of the presence of God with those bells ringing. And what we should be do as we go into the presence of God, we should come out with revelation of what we've encountered so that once again, we can let those bells ring and we can let people know that we have met with God and that we have been in his presence and there's now something that we have to give to other people. Amen? And number four, when we stop making a sound, there's a problem. Now, here's where kind of the debate was raging a little bit is, you know, as the priest walks in, the bells are ringing, uh, and then as they're they're ringing as he comes out. But I want to encourage you with, is is in a sense as we are destined to be this ringing bell that resounds the presence and the goodness of God's to other people. When we stop making a sound, there's a problem. You see, some people they've stopped ringing the bell. They've stopped. They've stopped ringing. They've stopped resounding with the presence of God, and that's a problem. That just means that there's death. So ultimately, if, if for whatever period of time or how that flushed out with the priest, if they didn't hear the bells any longer or if they didn't hear the bells of the priest as he came out, they would assume the priest is dead. Well, I pray today individually and for the church that we are not a dead church, but we are a powerful, vibrant church, that has gone into the presence of the Lord and has come out as a ringing bell so that people will hear. They will hear about the presence of the Lord. They will hear about someone and about a people and about a church that has been in the presence of the Lord uh, and, and that we will just give that out to the world. So I want you to think about bells this holiday season, and I want you to think about your little bell, it's like this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I guess we could also maybe write a song that says, this little bell, I'm going to let it ring. I'm going to let my Jesus bell, the bell that is my life ring out so that people will hear and see about the goodness and the presence of God. So there you go. Bells in the Bible. Bells this Christmas season. This is part three of the 12 podcasts of Christmas. I'm excited to unload the next one on you very soon. But until then, why don't you take a moment and sing Jingle Bells? Talk to you next time.